It is Wednesday, my dudes. This is how I win. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Double hey. Load entirely. You're out of order. You're out of order. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. is he doing <laughs> hello um the background is accurate today it may have been because i needed one and i hate this thing um but because i had to switch spots in my house and there's gonna be a lot of interference um or jack penchuk's list actually a lot of people's lists are pretty bad tonight to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of people didn't have a lot of great uh, great things um and it's, I think it's only going to get worse from here. Um, I don't know why you're so confused. Um, huh? Whatever. And Spence, you make no sense, so it's fine. Um, we live in a world and film community that um, the Velocirap, the Velocipastor, whatever, got four and a half stars from somebody. Yeah, uh, I've overheard Boatman, but I'm 100% with him. If you give any of those crap movies four and a half stars um, and not like five, just to be ironic, you, you don't deserve a letterbox. You deserve like a mental institution. You, you, want, you want to talk about a crumb bum scum bum punk. Correct. Um, oh, I know why you're confused. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Coho, um, how are you going to do yes. this? I don't know. We'll see. I think there's one one pick specifically that will make or break this entire uh, stretch here. I think my stretch is typically pretty decent. Um, I think, yeah, there's just one that's going to be the big. I think I've got a good case for it, but we'll see. Otherwise, we'll see. Uh, Boatman, um, you're here tonight. How do you, you are the three-time reigning champion at this point. Can you win uh, a fourth time? Did I win last week? That Coho one last week. Oh, okay. Sorry. I've already taken it. All right. Wasn't it the fake out last week? Did I? No, two weeks ago was the fake out. This week, oh, yeah. week I actually won. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So you won. You didn't win last week, so you fell. Are you going to keep falling or are you going to uh, be able to win? This week, I'm definitely going to keep falling. Uh, I could. I could. Ve- this is my one week I could get last place. There's, there's some. I'll tell you right now, there is a pick. Cody, the that Cody has talked about on this show already, saying he hates this performance. So I'm going to die. Fair. Um, Jack, I would say like you have like the Jake Marin, Jake Marangoni, Nazario vibe, like and Spence, like I'm just here. Um, I don't care what the opinions are. I just like terrible movies. Um. How do you, how's this week gonna go? I mean, this is one of my two good weeks for uh, for picks for me, so I don't know. I'm afraid. Fair. Um, and last but not least, Andrew James Barr replaced oh! way uh, 
way better looking uh, than Andrea Jabbar. We have Kurt Kolakowski. Um, listen, I'm kind of happier here because I pitched this to Kirk. I needed somebody because uh, Barr is taking care of a family member. Um, I needed somebody to fill in. And I said, what if I pitch you the idea that you don't have to defend the list that you're given. You just have to talk about them. But you get to also roast everybody else free of any, like, shots at you. And he said, I'm in. So uh doesn't matter if you win or lose. Are you we're here to have fun, Kirk? That's no. See, here's the thing. Wednesday nights have been a busy, hectic time in my in my household lately. So I haven't really got to watch the show live. I can't even be in the chat. I'm, I'm, I listen to it the next day on my commute to and from Fort work. So I just have to sit here and list all this nonsense and just take it and not respond. So I have a lot of pent-up feelings about the people on this panel, including the guy whose seat I'm sitting in. And I have come to unburden myself. Dude, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Uh, so how the show works, everybody knows. Everybody brought a top 100. I've said this so many times. I'm going to say it again. There's a ranking system. You put things higher, you put things lower. There's a ranking system. So with that being said, how the final person is going to win is how egregious the moves higher and lower things are on your list. Because you know, I could go over all performances. I've watched some movies for you guys' list this week. I've, I haven't logged some of them. Um, we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, if you want to know by my uh, background, I may just continue this background because it kind of fits me on this show. Um, if you look to the bottom like right, you can see Anakin burning on the side. Um, anyways, uh, Coho, yep. let's just start. Just cool. Let's just rip this off like a bad day. My number 70 is James McAvoy in Split. Uh, my number 69 is Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project. And my 68 is Javier Bardem in Skyfall. Yikes. Cool. Hey, Coho, uh, I, have a, I have a housekeeping issue. Are you keeping track of bars, yikes? I, I am keeping track of it, so I'll let you okay. know. All right. I will let okay. you know. Yeah, I have not given him anything else. I will just real quick do a quick peruse to make sure that <laughs> anything I just said is not here, but I'm very certain that it's not. Cool. We are good to go. All right. Now, those so, were in the 2000s. So it yeah, exactly. Yeah. So James McAvoy and Split is a performance that I do really like more than most. Most people clown on it because it's like, oh, it's, act it's acting. But, like, I think he does a really good job of, like, being scary. Like, he's just a really intimidating person that I genuinely believe has – mental issues uh that he's been like he's supposed to portray and i think he gets a lot of shit because he like he doesn't show 23 personalities as build on it but that's not on him i think that's on m night for not giving him the space to actually show 23 um because if you look at the video files clearly he has created 23 different characters but the three or four that we see i think are all really fully realized totally different performances and characters i think patricia is intimidating i think uh hedwig the kid is is like super endearing um and then when he actually has to play a physically imposing figure, I think he does it really well. Uh, so I, I really admire James McAvoy's performance in Split. Um, not just for the whole, oh, look, he played 23 parts uh, in one thing, but I think he actually is really good at like the five or six that he does show. Um, and Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project, um, I think this is the person who should have won the Oscar this year. I think Dafoe in The Florida Project is really great at being this like stern. Yeah, I said it so you can't respond, bitch. Uh, he's so stern. 
uh, with like, you know, the like he's like, I, I'm he's basically unofficially a paternal sort of figure to these characters without trying to be. Um, just looking out for these kids, um, that are pretty unsupervised while also trying what to manage this hotel. 2017. I'll let, you, I'll let you think about that for a second. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, Willem Dafoe and the Florida Project is like such, he's doing such a great job as like, I believe Willem Dafoe is the like stern, I know, take no shit manager of this hotel. But then, like, he gets to, like, so many different moments where he has to be really sweet with the kids and, like, will defend the kids. Like, when the pedophile's on the premises, he's, like, he, like, beats, he, like, basically, like, wants to kill this guy and, like, defends these kids really strongly. So, I think Willem Dafoe is phenomenal in the Florida Project. Um, and Sam Rockwell is good, but he is my two that year. Okay. Um, split. Um... Of the movies, actually, if I had, like, I actually think I, like, split more than Unbreakable and... Same. I've never seen Glass, so I can't tell Don't you. watch Glass. You, you will hate Glass. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I also, if but I, have, if I was real honest, I don't like India. I don't like that. Um, yeah. I think he plays, like, certain of those parts fine. Um, I think when he plays the Beast, it's awful. Like, almost care. But I think that's not his fault. I think... McAvoy got completely shredded, got completely ripped, looked great in the part, but I don't believe James McAvoy to be that like thing. I just, I don't see it. Um, and I, I appreciate the memes that came from this more than um, the actual movie itself. Like when you spend so much money on Taco Bell, that wasn't me, it was Patricia. Um, funny part. Uh, your 69 is Willem Dafoe, The Forward Project. Um, I love this movie. Um, uh, did he deserve to beat Rockwell? Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would, I would probably line with yeah on that. Um, because I think Three Billboards is good, and I think he does a fine job. But Rockwell's done this performance, like he does this, like kind of. Yeah, he does this kind of performance. Uh, if you have not seen The Best of Enemies, he does this kind of performance in The Best of Enemies. That's, so that's after. after. That's after. Can't the talk. Can't talk. Say, but he's also, I would say, I would say Green Mile is also a part of that yes. same thing. Like he plays a good hillbilly. It's pretty nice. But are you telling me that you don't? You believe Rockwell should have an Oscar over Defoe? That's crazy talk. Yes. You're stupid. You're just a slut for him. That's all that comes down to. Right, you ignorant slut. Um. So yeah, and then. I, you know what I want to say just real quick? I don't normally do this. Michael Campbell, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Pain? Lucky he doesn't play in Warzone anymore. Um, listen, uh, I, I don't normally do this, but 68 is uh, you had Harvey Everdem in Skyfall. Yeah, that's higher on Right. Choice. I said I normally don't say this, but good thing that you only have it here, and God forbid anybody have it any higher. That's all I'll say about that. Oh, um, okay. So you're safe for just having it Sweet. a little lower. Um, a lot more. Bar. All right. What uh, is My number 70 is probably going to get you likes. It's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Shango Unchained. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, what? Bar69 is Dustin Hoffman in Hook. That's textbook pandering. And 68 is Jade Alexander in All the President's Men. What? Okay. 
so weird. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I know I don't. I, it got yikes, but I'm not gonna get to talk about it when it. You know, when you guys actually discuss it. So, do you guys know Leo cut his hand and kept acting? I did not. That's insane. Yeah. Just, just keep that in mind for when the conversation comes up later. Uh, 69, Dustin Hoffman and Hook. I haven't seen Hook since it came out, like, however long oh. ago. Um, this is, I remember he had fake teeth and an accent, and I don't want to screw Bar's chances for winning up this week, so I'm not going to trash Dustin Hoffman for it's too much. But, um... <laughs> Do the job! <laughs> Do your job! Um... But yeah, I mean, I guess this is like in the early '90s when like Danny DeVito was doing Penguin and he was doing this, so that was just a. Uh, El Pacino did Dick Tracy, so this was just a time for like prestige actors to put on weird makeup and do weird things. I guess it was fun. Uh, Jane Alexander, All Princess Men, another movie I haven't seen in a while. Don't remember this performance too too much. Um, she's, I think she's only in it for a couple scenes. She's pretty good. I think she's like the secretary or something. She's a great uh, bookkeeper. Yeah. She she gets interviewed, you know. She's scared, and you know she's there. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my bottom three for the week. <laughs> Love this um, so much. Uh, this guy is off the hook. Um, I love this performance from him. Um, it's not his overall best. I am I'm a I'm a defender of Hook. I like Hook. I think Hook's. Long in the tooth because that's a Spielberg thing. No offense, Mike, if you come in. He just he has long movies that he doesn't need to make as long as he does. The whole time that we're sitting there with um, Robin Williams at home before we get to Neverland, it's a lot. But once we get into the world, I'm fully on board, and I think he, I think him and Bob Hoskins, especially playing off each other, absolute fantastic. Um, but not he didn't have it, but he also had Hook, and I consider Hook. Dustin Hoffman and Hook better than Meryl Streep and Kramer vs. Kramer, so. That's oh an insane take. You, don't put, you didn't even put Dustin Hoffman in Kramer vs. Kramer. You put Meryl Streep that's got a total of 12 minutes of screen time. Go suck an egg. Yeah, Iowa bitch. I didn't say all the shit about Rockwell. Calm down. I didn't start this fight. You want to Emotional, damn it. I'm going to disqualify you. Okay, listen. Um... Uh, uh, so, uh, okay, and the next one, this is the weirdest fucking choice possible from all the presidents. I'm not saying this performance is bad, but I don't understand it. Like, of all, like, I don't know what, I haven't, I can't, I don't, I can pull up his list real quick to see if there's anything else from, um, this movie. The Void there, Cody. Huh? You're getting sucked into the void. What do you mean? We lost your shoulders from it. It was just your big uh, disembodied head. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen all night. I don't really care. Um, I, I actually hope I start burning alive so I have to be off the show. Um, but Jane, oh, wow. to sit here and to sit here and say that um, that he deserved, like Jane Alexander of this movie needs to be on here is kind of crazy. I don't Bar did this, what, last week, wasn't it? Isn't that right? All uh, he put somebody uh, else. Yeah, yeah. He did the thing where he picked someone that what like was supporting instead of like major performances, and then didn't have any of the major performances from that movie later on his list. Right. Yeah. He, he oh yeah. He had Dog Day Afternoon. He had, uh, yeah. Well, he, Wait, yeah. He had Chris Sarandon. No. 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 That I'm I'm not liberty to discuss what comes up later. Right. I, I know Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon was who he had last week, and like he did it earlier with like Meryl Streep and Kramer. 
Um, I can confirm, that, but, um, I can confirm that he doesn't have any other performance from all the presidents, but all yeah. that's not that's stupidity. I never walked out of all the presidents' men and go, that's not often fine. Robert Redford carried his own. Jane Alexander, fucking movie relied on that person. Not even Jack <laughs> Warren. That's nuts. Nutty. He's a he's a he's a crazy person. All right. Bowman, if you can contain yourself and act like a normal human being. My seven stop gaslighting me. My seventy is Gene Hackman in the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, I'm, this is gonna be a bad week. Uh, 69 is Philip Seymour Hoffman and Boogie Nights. Okay, and uh, 68 is Michael Fassbender and Steve Jobs. Yikes. Okay. Only at 68 for you. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm impressed. Good job. Okay. Uh, yeah, so my 70, uh, Gene Hackman in the Royal Tenenbaum. Let's separate our feelings about the movie from our feelings about this performance. And this, I'm sorry, I like look at the scene where Gene Hackman tells Angelica Houston that he has cancer and then goes back and forth on it. That is such a brilliant scene because the cavalcade of emotions Gene Hackman goes through all while his character is pretending is both funny and it's a little sad because you're like, wow, this dude is pathetic. Uh, I love all of his moments uh, with the two boys. I think that Hackman gets a lot of like the funniest lines in this movie. He's so stern, uh, but then also just gets a lot of laughs. And I, I think this is just such a great like comedic performance with some heartfelt uh, touches. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna just kill you completely on this. I think this is a terrible choice, to be honest with you. Um, because for a comedic actor to work really well, it has to be funny. This movie's not funny. This movie is quirky. And I hate quirky. I also need to, um, I also need to tell you that, um, this is goes to the Kingsman on call. Uh, there's going to be a lot of more rage towards you guys tonight than normal. Um, last night I did logged it and I had to be on call with uh, your new little puppy dog that you guys like to be leave chained in the backyard, uh, Payson Johnson. Um, and he tried to uh, talk to me how I don't understand film and how Mad Max Fury Road is a masterpiece. So just to let you know, you'll be carrying the weight of those punishments tonight um, moving forward. Um, right. Oh, yeah. 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 My, my, 60, me, my 69 is Philip Seymour oh, Hoffman. I did cut you off. So that's sad. Go ahead and talk. Uh, 69 is Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie Nights. Um, pervert. What? Pervert for that 69. We all saw what you did. Yeah. What? Everybody in the Boogie chat knows that you put Boogie Nights 69. You're a little pervert. Pervert. Shut up. Anyway, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is like so pathetic in this movie, uh, but so funny. Like the scene in which, like the New Year's Eve scene, is such just like a cavalcade of what are you doing? And like stop, but you're also laughing. And then when he just 
in the car yelling, I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot. Like, that's so great. There's just something, like, so masterful to this performance, yet, like, so pathetic under the surface. Like, I, I really think that Philip Seymour Hoffman is just so good in this movie. And my 68 is, oh, uh, yikes. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, yeah, and Spence, thank you so much for siding with uh, Payson because you're one that I don't want to agree with on film taste either. Um, okay, so Jack. Oh, I didn't talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, if your last name's Hoffman and you act in Hollywood, you have a really good shot. Um, don't know how his son's going to do. Uh, one movie in. I didn't hate it. Um, but, uh, yeah, this performance is great. Uh, Mike, shout out Michael Campbell um, for the uh, white chocolate uh, from the Long Game Polly, one of the grossest scenes in any movie ever. Um, yeah, great performance. Uh, I haven't seen Boogie Nights in a little bit, so I, that one definitely uh, is one of the uh, Paul Thomas Andersons that I actually enjoy, so I'm going to check it out. Um, all right, Jack. Are we going to a galaxy far, far away or, you know, walk and drop off a ring? What are we doing? Well, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, my number 70 is Kristen Stewart in Spencer. My number 69 is Christopher Walken in The Deer Hunter. Yikes. Figured. And 68, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Departed. Cool. I'm going to... Double check and make sure that's not a yikes for someone. Okay. If that's a yikes from bar, that's absolutely just a pandering pick. It is not a yikes from bar. 11th favorite movie of all time or something like that. I don't know. But anyway. Okay. Uh, Kristen Stewart and Spencer. This is my favorite performance from uh, 2021 probably. Uh, Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Your favorite, like, like male female like or overall uh according to this list my favorite uh from 2021 okay yeah she's fantastic uh as princess diana uh truly just a a completely transformative performance where uh even people that uh that knew Princess Diana were blown away by her performance. She is just perfect in this film. And the scene that is best, uh, the, the, the scene that like, I can't uh, get enough of when I, when I uh, watch this film is the dinner scene uh, with the pearls, uh, with, the, with the pearl necklace, that scene is brilliant and her performance in that scene is incredible but throughout the entire movie she's just you you feel like you're suffocating uh watching this uh watching this movie at points because she feels like she's suffocating and it's just a truly incredible performance and you can feel everything that she's feeling throughout this film it's great uh my 68 is leonardo dicaprio in the departed i just rewatched this today and holy shit dicaprio is fantastic uh Sorry to anyone that doesn't like this movie for whatever reasons, uh, but this movie's great. Uh, and DiCaprio is one of the biggest parts of that, uh, one of the biggest reasons why. His, uh, I, 
I don't feel great, but whatever, I'll keep talking. Uh, <clears throat> his performance as uh, as Billy Costin, uh, holy shit, I am not feeling good. I'll, I'm going to rest my voice for a little bit, but uh, yeah, no, he's great. And that rooftop scene hits harder every time I watch this film. If you need somebody to take over uh, for Leo in The Departed, I think I got you. Um, anyways, Kristen Stewart and Spencer, I thought she was good. I really thought she was good. I thought she was a front runner for a long time of the season. It changed when I saw more performances. I think she's good. I've always had like a bad thought of her because of I think the Twilight films did a lot of disservice to her. Um, so I think she can act. Um, I know Kirk disagrees uh, heavily on this, but I think she can. I think you just got to give her the right medium to do it. I think has her being able to play Princess Diana in a w good way. Good. 70 is insanity. I mean, you have Goodwill Hunting at 87. I'm just going to still say that every time. You probably have Goodwill Hunting at 87 Christmas Stewart. And this is your best one. Rough. Um, Next is Leo and the Departed. Leo and the Departed is really hard because if you told me to pick like my favorite acting performance inside the Departed, I don't know if I could because they're so relying on everybody in that film. Has anybody else got Departed acting parts in any other thing higher? Like I don't know. Uh, I I unfortunately do not. I know that's fine. No, this is like an ensemble movie that everybody plays a huge part yeah, in. So I, I, I can't, pick. I can't pick and choose. Like, I think the only odd one you pick is like Damon, and that's not bad, but he's the vanilla, like the entry level guy in the thing. Like, so it's not hard. Leo does great job with what he's given to. Like, I, I mean, he's got some of my favorite quotes in the entire movie. Like, "Fuck you, I'm, I'm turning you in." Oh, that's a, that's a good one. And when Damon's crying in the elevator, like it's funny. I also really like. Um, uh, what do you want me to do? Chop, chop them up and feed them to the poor? That might, that might stick. Like they're great points throughout the thing. Uh, I mean, I quote the "Give me a bottle of scotch and a handgun" and uh, like all the time. So, so Leo sixty eight. I'm not going to hate it because it is The Departed. Like he is a fantastic performance, but it's so hard to pick and choose because if you take any of those characters and take them out, I don't know if the movie works as well as it does. Um, it was like perfect type. It was perfect casting all around for that movie for me. Um, okay. Um, Coho. Let's go. I actually really like the, the run on multi one. I feel good about it. My number 67, uh, is Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Linings Playbook. Um, I think this is her best performance. Um, and one that like had a lot of hype when I went into Silver Linings Playbook. I wasn't expecting to like this movie at all. Um, and she was really the one that, like, stole the show for me. And, like, I actually really like what she does in this movie, like, a lot. Um, I think she's able to, like, capture this relationship with Bradley Cooper really well. Uh, this super dysfunctional two people who really don't have their shit together and are, like, going through their own mental illness. And, um, and I think that she plays her part extraordinarily well. Um, this is another ensemble movie where like, yeah, I really like all the pieces, but I think Jennifer Lawrence is the part of the ensemble that stands out the most to me. Um, and I really enjoy what she does in this one. Uh, it's, I think it's for sure her best performance. Jennifer Lawrence, when she still cared, um, is right. like, it's not like her last really good one, in my opinion. I, I mean, I like her in American Hustle and stuff like that. She is also good in American Hustle, yeah. Yeah. But overall, this performance, yeah. 
it's one that I'm so like I need to revisit so bad, but I just haven't gotten to it because I just yeah. it's like the I click the play, and I'm like, eh, I could watch something else. So I click something else. Um, so don't have a lot to say. I don't disagree, but 67 is kind of high. I would say. Um, I would say but, give it a rewatch and see how you feel about it. But like, yeah, I I, I understand. True. I mean, uh, if I had to, like, put it um, at you, Jennifer Lawrence at 67, and you have Morgan Freeman in the Shawshank Redemption at 72. Again, that's, like, they're both close. They're in the range of movies where I've only seen them once. So. Maybe you should watch Shawshank again. Uh, everybody true. else's opinion on Jennifer Lawrence and Silver Linings Playbook. I saw this movie once when it came out, and I haven't seen it since. She's good. I'll be honest. I think Bradley Cooper is the better performance from this movie. I think she's good. I, I, I prefer Cooper. Or you know what? I think I even prefer... I think of the four main leads, she's my least favorite of the four. Um, I think... That's just insanity. That's not insanity. Weaver and De Niro yeah, are very good. Jackie Weaver is the worst of the four, and it's not a contest. Uh, that's incorrect. Uh, anyway... Uh, Lawrence Good is like, one. Well, like, I don't, I don't need to shoot you down. You're just wrong. Like, I, so I'm not, it, I'm not, it, not, not going to bother. Big, big talk, down. big talk, Ellen. All right, I'm not going to bother to take down a broken airplane. Okay, like she's fine. sorry, my airplane is flying sixty feet higher than you, and you're about to keep taking it as we go. Good job. Oh my god. Um, I rewatched this one recently. I really like all the performances of this. I think she's great. I probably do like Cooper a little bit better, but I think she's all, I mean, it's like the best of, you know, four really good performances. And uh, I just like, she's, she's kind of like manic pixie dream girl, but like realistically with the dark side to it. And, you know, it shows you like the other side. Um, so I really like what she does with the part and I really like them together. So I do not hate this pick. You would also agree because I believe that Barr also had Bradley Cooper on his list. He did. Like his he, he only had Bradley Cooper for this one too. Yeah. 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 Which I, I get the Bradley Cooper take as being better. That I'll understand. And even De Niro. But, but that's not a shot against her because I like her too. Sure. I'm just saying Jackie Weaver being better is, is a cocaine take from a man who hasn't seen it since 2012. Uh, yeah. My number 66 uh, is Charles Lawton, a witness for the prosecution. This was a yikes of mine from earlier. Uh, so I love Agatha Christie like a lot. Like she's one of my favorite authors. So when I found out Billy Wilder made a movie out of one of her plays, I was like, let's go. Um, I think Charles Lawton is like the best part of this. He's so great at being snarky and sarcastic, but also like his like intelligence is just on full display, just working his way through this trial and like piecing together what actually happened through all the bullshit. I think Charles Lawton is a great, like, as tier Agatha Christie protagonist, um, and like he does such a great job at bringing that character to life. Uh, I I love this one. This is again, this is we're in the range of movies where it's like I've like this is the top of my I've seen it once range. I think this is the best performance that I have going forward. Where it's I've seen this performance once and it will go higher when I rewatch it. I love this performance. Ah, uh, I'll go above. Uh, yeah, uh, Lawton is like so much fun in this like i i love him and elsa lancaster just like him being so annoyed with her and him just kind of navigating uh the intricacies intricacies of this case without like 
with clearly without being like that emotionally invested in it, like you can tell this guy's like just doing it to do it. Like he's interested, but not really emotionally, more just from a you know intellectual sense. And then like in the last five, ten minutes, that emotional investment comes out. And I think that's so interesting. Uh yeah, so this performance is like from it's from my fifteenth favorite movie of all time. I said I this is my favorite Billy Wilder movie. Um it's really close with that in the apartment. I think what makes it my favorite movie of all time is Charles Lawton. Um, not only does he, he strikingly resembles my grandfather, um, so I'm kind of always terrified of that, um, but, uh, his, the way he able to switch into his character, like, he's so stern, so hateful, so angry, but, like, his actual, like, like, prop comedy that he actually pulls off in this movie at times is really funny, so, like, the drink and the thing where he's like definitely getting hammered on the stand, but proven to her that she's doing his medicine, uh, getting the cigar out of places to smoke it, like those different things. The riding of the chair to get away from, like those stuff's really funny too. Um, but uh, just when he like when he's a very established lawyer and he thinks it's going one way and it ends up flipping on him and his reaction, I think what makes it a really good performance. Um, yeah. Charles Lawton, witness from the prosecution, a fantastic choice. Um, definitely deserving of this list. Um, 66. I'll take it. I mean, I don't think it's like, in, I don't think it's the most groundbreaking lawyer performance ever, but in my personal list, if I made a list, it'd be higher. Um, it, it will go higher when yeah. I watch witness from the prosecution. Yeah. But yeah, Wilder. I know that court. Watch more classic directors yeah. other than Wilder. But Apartment and Witness are two that I couldn't recommend more to people. Um, uh, Kirk and uh, Jack, thoughts on this movie? This I really want to. It's been a while since I've seen it. I need to rewatch it. Really invest in the the performances. I, I don't remember much about what Lawton did in it. I remember him being in it, but I need to go back and really see what he does. He's a great drunk. Um, okay. Uh, next one. All right, here comes the make or break, but I got a good case for this one. Boatman, I need you to take uh, a pill and go to sleep for a while instead of being the crotchety old prejudiced grandpa you are over there. Uh, 65, Jeffrey Rush of the King's Speech. Uh, Jeffrey Rush in the King's Speech is the best part of a movie that I think is good and gets way too much hate. Did it deserve to win its Oscars? No. But the Oscar performance that I think could have maybe deserved to win of its nominees is Jeffrey Rush. I think of the performances that Jeffrey Rush has given, this ranks as his best that I've seen so far. Uh, it's close between him and Barbosa. I took this one over Barbosa because I figured Barbosa is one that I have a personal attachment to in the sense of it's Barbosa. But I, and in the most objective way, I think what he does here is, is really great. I think what he does as this guy who wanted to be an actor and is here to help this really famous person. Like my favorite part is when Colin first thing there's like, do you know who I bloody am? And he's just like, you're my client. I don't see you as the prince. I don't see you as anything. You are just someone that I'm helping. And I'm going to call you Harry. I'm going to call you Harry. I'm going to call you like whatever fucking name that I want to. Uh, and I think that that's a great, I think the way he is so friendly, but like honest with Colin first through this movie is brilliant. I think the way he is an educator, and also a really sweet, funny performance where like he gets some really great 
sarcastic lines throughout this whole thing where he's like, I'm about to be crowned king. And he goes, makes it official then. Uh, I think he just gets so many great moments. I think this is a performance that is super overlooked uh, when it comes to the Oscars, especially in Supporting Actor 2010, which I think is a brilliant class of, of performers. I think Jeffrey Rush is my favorite of the five uh, performances, and I, I I think that's one that people need to go back and visit again. I think Jeffrey Rush in the King's Speech is terrific. It's close between him and Bale, but I think that Rush is just amazing um, and very underappreciated. You're absolutely insane. For one, Fair. Fair. to say that he's better than Bale in The Fighter. I, it's close. I, just, I can't give him that. The fact that Colin Firth won is the weird thing to me. Right. I think he's better. Because he stammers through and he does that performance, but overall, Jeffrey Rush is literally the only reason I didn't turn this movie off with in the first 45 minutes of the film. Um, that tells you something. I don't think the movie's great, and I know that's not what you said. I'm just saying it's just not. Right. But that's, that's those movies' performances, great performances rise in bad movies more. Like, I... The, if you told me King's Speech, what's the one thing you remember from? Ah, Jeffrey Rush, 100%. Yeah. The good, the hard thing is, I know you don't think this would be the case. I would probably put, if you're going to put a performance from him, besides like Shine and stuff that he's won for, sure, um, I would have put Barbosa higher than this performance. And that's honest to God. Probably my personal belief is yes, Barbosa is the one I love more, but I was trying to be as objective as I could between the two. I think uh, the King's Speech is yeah. probably a better acting performance. Especially in his in the first film of Barbosa. Yes. I think Barbosa is crazy That's good. Um he just close. gets looked down Barbosa. because he's in a Disney live action movie versus like a And I mean Oscar it's obviously movie. it's obviously close. They're only like what, four or five spots apart from each Listen, other. So you're just... not getting you're not getting right against the cold. No, no, I know. I'm just I was just Stop. saying you're sound like Boatman. Just take your take your win and you know back way right. slowly. You're right. Um, everybody else on Jeffrey Rush in the King's Speech. I'm offended that you called me Boatman. I know. I didn't know how to get you to shut up though. That's fine. I think he's good. Um, I think he does a really good job. I I, I remember watching this movie and thinking he was probably the standout. The relationship between the two two of them is probably the standout. Uh, but I do think that there's this character like that kind of quirky. Uh, irreverent mentor character that's there to take the piss out of the protagonist. Uh, I think that character just gets done a lot, and I think he does a really good version of it, but I still think it's just something... Like I said, it's not bad, but I don't think it's 65 high. I, I, think, he's, I think he's good in this movie. I'll admit it's been a minute since I've watched this one, uh, and there's a reason why I haven't revisited it. It's because someone keeps yelling at me to revisit it, and I don't want to admit I'm wrong. <laughs> I've also completely million dollar babied this movie where like I'm just mad about what it lost to so I've just decided it's bad um <laughs> what, did, what, did, what what's what? your social what social movie? network made the king speech that's why he yeah, doesn't and inception it. and inception like literally my two and my three yeah. that's fair maybe you should um you know you should admit to you that you're wrong more often because you normally are and two um, to help you out, do you like good movies? Uh, you should just watch the pieces. Uh, Jack. <laughs> um, yeah, Holy no, shit. this is a, this is a great performance. Uh, I, I really like. 
if I'm uh, when I think of this performance, the first scene I think of is uh, the uh, the scene on uh, where Jeffrey Rush is sitting on the throne and Colin Firth is losing his absolute shit on him, and and he goes, "Why do you deserve to be hurt?" And he goes, "Because I have a voice." And he goes, "Yes, you do." Like I, that scene gives me goosebumps every time. Uh, it's it's so good. Uh, great so performance. Good, good pick. And by the way, I will not take any million dollar baby slander here on this call. Just to let you know. That was no that reason. was in reference to Coho not liking million dollar baby. Oh. Which so I again, do, that, that's a uh, movie I haven't seen in two years. So. I believe this is a Barton Fink shining situation where Coho not, re- not not really, because like mm. it's not like I'm shitting on it. It's a fine Barton, film. I just have Barton seen Fink. It. What? Have I seen Barton Fink? Yes. On equal level to the shining? That's not what I said. No, I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was the what, what number was he on? 65? 66? <laughs> he went away. This is a terrible idea. Like, Sorry, I'm back. Okay. So uh, my number 64 is another performance that is uh, often overlooked, also Oscar nominated, and also deserved to win. Uh, Paul Giamatti, Cinderella Man. Um, in 2005, especially when you look at that class, George Clooney Siriano is maybe the worst nominee of the five. He does not deserve to win. Paul Giamatti is the best of the five in no contest. Um, I think what he does here as the ring manager in this movie is terrific because he's a great pump-up hype man. But on top of that, you just totally believe that he like cares about Russell Crowe's family. He goes out of his way to try and help, even though it's like society societally not his place. Um, my favorite performance part from him is when Russell Crowe comes back to the place to ask for money and you just it keeps cutting to to Paul Giamatti and his reactions and his face is just everything to make that scene work. I think Giamatti my obviously I love when he's ringside and he's like you can do it, you can win and it's like you know being his Mickey, but I think that Giamatti does so much more than just be a great ringside manager in a boxing movie. Um and I think Cinderella Man is a great boxing movie that people just do not remember. Um it's a great historical drama about the great depression and Paul Giamatti's part in it. I think is he's the best performance by a lot. Um, I think he's tremendous uh, and one of Giamatti's absolute best. Um, I'm a big fan of Paul G always have been. Uh, maybe I don't like Merlot as much as some person, but um, I'm always a big fan of Paul Giamatti. I think he's absolutely like my favorite part. There's a movie. I don't want to bring up any performances other than that, but there's another performance from like a movie that I watched last year or so that I thought was like crazy. His performance. I rewatched Cinderella Man. You told me to. I rewatched it. Holds up really, really well. This movie is super strong. This movie has everything that I love in a movie. Um, like I kind of forget sometimes that Ron Howard can like be a great director. Like he yeah. can like. He's already got like great hits like How the Grinch Stole Christmas and like Cinderella Man. So when he has like those two on his belt, great choices. Um, no, but he's Paul Giamatti is like the I, honestly, I'm surprised he doesn't get cast in more like <laughs> ringside, like because he's perfect as that, like as a manager or something. That's why he gets typecast almost into like manager. The to talk over like chauffeur role in another movie, um, where he's like the movie music producer and another our therapist. Like he's got to be the central part to the next guy. He can't be the lead, but he can be the side and help drive the thing. And he does super well at it. So 
I'm really glad I revisited this. It's a it's a great movie. It's not like top tier, but four stars for me. I think I had a great time watching it. Um, and he's definitely the standout in this movie. Um, so great choice, great choice. Um, I'm glad I finally took a chance to watch it. Um, everybody else on Paul Giamatti and Cinderella Man. It's no no secret. uh, I love the Mahdi. Uh, I think that uh, he, I think the best scene from Giamatti in this film is uh, when he's like pitching to the one guy to get Jim back in the ring where he's like, look, either he loses and you make a fool of him. Or he wins, and then he'll lose to the next guy, and you'll make even more money because he's coming back. So either way, you've got nothing to lose. Yeah. He's like Coho when he pitches like people to be like join the faction and like to partner up with certain players. Like, listen, what about this? Yeah. You got nothing to lose, kid. Besides your dignity and respect. Uh, Kirk? I have not seen Cinderella Man, but if you tell me Giamatti is good in the top 100 performance, I wouldn't believe you. Hell yeah. Jack? I haven't seen George Clooney in Syriana, and I haven't seen Paul Giamatti in this. Sorry. Don't watch Syriana. It sucks. It's not good. Um, okay. So we are going to move over to uh, – boy, great time to cam off. Bowman, you came off too. Everybody came off. Just all together. We'll just all do this. No game. Uh, just, he did it right after. All right, Kirk, what's your 67? Uh, okay, I mean, far, what's your 67? My 67 is a movie I had totally heard of before I saw it on Bard's List. Um, <laughs> it's Natalie Wood in Love with a Proper Stranger. No yikes. Shocking. Um, yeah, this is a movie I'd never seen. Uh, still didn't get a chance to watch it. Watched a couple YouTube clips. Uh, the one thing I will say about this performance is that Natalie Wood is giving a very different performance than what I've seen from Natalie Wood before. Not that I've seen like tons of Natalie Wood movies, but she's doing something very different, something unique for her. Um, so that's that's what I got to say about this. Uh, Cody, I hope you watched this movie because I did. I did. I did. I did watch this movie. Um, I watched it today. I finished it today. Um, I and I think that's a she. I think she's the standout in this movie against Steve McQueen. She like shows a different range to like basically just says what she wants in the role. Um, she basically commands the screen over Steve McQueen, which I think is very impressive. My God, if somebody does not cam back on at some point, I'm just going to do the show for all cammed off. Like this is ridiculous. Y'all are nuts. Um, but, uh, this, uh, get your 17th coat, you bastard. Uh, but Natalie Wood, yeah, I, 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 you know, no, I won't make a joke. Um, but, uh, yeah, Natalie Wood has a bad reputation in this community, um, because of somebody, um, and she, she didn't float very well, but in this movie, she holds her own. She's a definite standout. She does. She uh, she's out dueling Steve McQueen in this role, and when she gets angry in this role, like you can actually see like how how good of an actor she really actress she really is. Um, I'd recommend it for anybody. It was four stars for me. I didn't love it. I like I liked it a lot. I just don't know if I um, I don't know if I would have watched it if it wasn't for this show. So, and of course that's Barr's total picks. Like Gladiator, what's that? But love with the proper stranger. I've seen that. So, petition bar to watch other films. Uh, everybody else, has it, no one else, has anybody else seen this movie? 
No. Obviously. So. Okay. Uh, oh. I'm glad that I did the work when I could have not done the work when we all could have skated by. Yep. Uh, my number 66 is Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. Yikes. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. 65, Robert De Niro and Reggie Bull. Yikes. Okay. Uh, it's an easy night for me. And 64, Jack Lemon, the China Syndrome. Okay, good. I get to talk about this one. This is a movie I just saw for the first time about a month or so ago. Uh, Lemon is great in this. I watch this and I'm just like, yeah, Jack Lemon can do literally anything. Um, he is just so good as he's almost like a Frank Capra type character in what is basically like a real world horror movie of this, uh, of you know, this whole like energy meltdown, you know, possible like end of world type crisis. And he's at the center of it. And it's just basically him coming to terms with doing the right thing, like figuring out what the right thing is and having to, you know, do it. And uh, just watching him go on this journey is just so great. And everybody else is really good at this too, but he is just blowing the doors off everybody else. He's so fantastic. And just the ending where, you know, he basically eventually does the right thing in the, only the way he can do it. And, you know, it doesn't, you know, work out for him well, but it's kind of just has that feel of like, you know, just normal guy putting extra, you know, extraordinary circumstances under extraordinary, extraordinary stress, and you know, how is he going to deal with it? What's he going to do? Is he going to do the right thing or not? And to see this, to think of this as like the same guy from like the Odd Couple and the Fortune Cookie and all those movies, it's just so insane. And I mean, this just this movie for me, honestly, Smith Lemon is just an all time great actor. Yeah, I think I messaged you after I watched this movie and said, have you seen The China Syndrome? Because it felt like such a Kirk movie when I watched it. And I was like, I have to see if Kirk's seen this movie. (laughs) Um, So that just proves to me, I haven't seen one of the films. I have not seen one of the films from the 1979 class, 1980 class or whatever for the Oscars. But I just like that movie. You won't like uh, that when you haven't seen. I know, but I have to. I'm going to have to watch it. You said it was your favorite musical of all time. Yes, it's a very me movie. It's that not is a movie. nutty. You are insane. I haven't you seen, haven't it, seen it. it. You just when did you watch it for the first time? Like a year ago. And you said it's your favorite musical and throws everything out the would Stop it. What the fuck? Stop it. Him and his Bob Fosse. He says all time all that oh. jazz is the number one of all time musicals. Do you count that's musicals crazy. that only have one musical number in them to be musicals? Because that's pretty. That's it has multiple funny. musical numbers. No, no, anyway. it does not. It's a music film where they're rehearsing for it's a musical. Not musical one musical on number. We would ask about it as a musical in Warzone. Then Warzone needs to fucking shut down because that's a terrible decision. That's not a musical. Okay. Anyways, but all, uh, all, and Justice for All, Al Pacino, uh, Peter Sellers being there. Uh, Kramer vs. Kramer, Dustin Hoffman, China Syndrome uh, for Jack Lemmon. That's a crazy class right now of the ones I've seen. Um, not the biggest, I'm bigger than it, but Jack Lemmon could easily have won that year. He is so good. The fact that he won for Save the Tiger and not this is nutty to me. He doesn't even act like himself in this movie. Like the other ones, he's always playing a part of Lemmon. It's always Lemmon. You can see where he is. This is like a a depressed, like angry lemon that you don't get to see in many movies. And the downward spiral he goes on in this movie 
insane. I again, I messaged Kirk right after this, and I said, "Have you seen? This? Go watch it." Because I, I, uh, Bar presented it to me. Uh, I think it's one of the greatest performances I've ever seen from, and I love Lemon. I love Lemon, oh. and to see him do these, great, I, great. Game. I will have to watch it then. Yeah, and all the actually all the parts. I think it's Michael Douglas is in this too. Michael Douglas, Jane Fonda. I think they're all. It's like a. It's like a corrupt thing, and they're all seeing it. And basically, to summarize, Lemon sees the issue, tells everybody, and they're all trying to hush. Like the like stop. It's great. Absolutely. The the title does not sell. Like it's hard, but I would definitely watch it if you have it. Anybody else? Has everybody seen who has seen Jack Lemon in the China City? Okay. So. Yeah, no, Jack Lemon's great. I'll be honest. I feel like I just need to I this is one where I should probably watch this one again. I've seen it the one time. And like I think Lemon's really good. I didn't put this in like the upper echelon of Lemon for me. Like he's great, obviously, because it's Lemon. But I just think there are other Lemon performances I love more. And I didn't want my whole list to be like all lemon. I just have a real quick question for you. Yeah. Not trying to start a fight. Okay. Uh, how many times have you seen all that jazz since uh, that performance? I don't have any performances from all that jazz on no, my. No, but when, how how many times have you seen all that jazz since? I've only seen it the one time, but it, and it's it, in the top it, echelon of musicals. It did. Joke the China, all that jazz hit me when I watched it the first time in that the way that China Syndrome here, did. Here, go watch. Go watch China. We'll, I'll come up to Iowa. We'll watch China Syndrome, and right when he finishes acting, I'll punch you. So then it'll hit you. Um, <laughs> Oh, Got what's him. Your, what's your 67? Oh. I don't know if I want to continue. <laughs> can I just quit <laughs> down ahead? <laughs> I can just do everybody's list today if you want. <laughs> my, my six, can I get my 67? No. Yes. Okay, my 67 is uh, Johnny Depp and Ed Wood. Um, yeah, my 66 now. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have Jack Lemmon for the China Syndrome on your list, right? Okay, look. Look. <laughs> look. Okay, look. I'm a broken man. Okay. <laughs> I like things that I like. And you know what I like? I like Johnny Depp being a little weirdo. That's what he is in this movie. You don't like him. That's that's fair. I think in this movie, he's just like the ultimate. Like, you know who he's playing? You know who he's playing in this? He's playing Payson Johnson. And like, just like, that's what he's doing. And he's doing a great job at it. I think Johnny Depp is like so, because it's just pure optimism. He does not understand why he is terrible. And it is so much fun. And I I just really like this performance. Cody hates it, and he's going to explain why he hates it. Uh, I I really like this performance. It works for me. It's it's a performance that vibes with me. I think just this idea of this character who is so optimistic and loves what he is doing so much, he does not understand that he is ticking people off and annoying everyone. I like it. Speaking very highly of pace in there. Um, I was just saying in terms of the attitude not in terms of everything else I said about Mason so I'm always hit or miss on Johnny Depp um, I'm actually in the middle of 
the movie Blow that Depp's in. I think Depp's doing a really good job in that movie that I'm watching currently. Um, and I just watched Pirates, so I have a I have my opinion on him as Captain Jack. Um, what I'm what I'm very confident in in my uh, take is this is a garbage movie with a garbage performance. There's one good performance in this movie, and it's not from Johnny Depp. It's just not. He is for He, I like I said, Johnny. Uh, Johnny, uh, Tim Burton made a movie about a crappy director as a crappy director, like a crappy director made a movie about a crappy director. That's basically what ends up happening in this movie. He's overly, and I get it. You you know what? Putting Patient Johnson as an example probably helped you a little bit in this because that's exactly, if I am on call too long with Patient Johnson, I want to be like um, Martin Landau's character in this movie and um, die. Um, at the end of it, like I want to, like be deceased. Um, exactly what he's supposed to be doing. He's over the top. He's like it's it's depth. When I didn't think he could overact more than he already does in certain movies, he does it to the tenth degree. And maybe that's how the the Ed Wood was in real life. And that that is guess what Ed Wood. I'll just say, people, if Ed Wood can make it in Hollywood, anybody can. So you know what, shoot for the stars. You know. But oh god, this is one of the worst performances I've seen this year. If I would have had to rank it, it's one of the worst I've seen this year. Um, everybody else on Johnny Depp and Ed Wood. Yeah, no, I had Martin Lando. That's the one that I like. So I haven't seen Ed Wood, but Payson, could you comment if you're okay, please? <laughs> yeah, Bowman did more damage. Bowman did more damage to you than me because you already know my. Yeah, he's but Bowman, somebody that you trusted, he, he stabbed you. Um, yeah, Basin, how do you feel? I, I've been picked on all night. Give me a break. I get a throw. I'm I'm throw. Basin. Sorry, Basin. Yanking you in front of this bullet. Uh, I am. I like. I don't hate this. I like the movie. Johnny Depp, there's a lot of Johnny Depp performances go like 15, 20% too far for me. And this is one of them. Like the one, the one part of this movie I always, that I always think about that I hate is when he's watching his own movie and he's staring at the screen and the camera's just dead on him and he's got that big smile on his face and he's like saying all the words and like mouthing all the words like enunciating them real hard. It's like, just back it down a little bit. Like you take that no, down. because that's what Tim Bart- Burton tells him to do. Yeah, that's maybe it is his fault. I don't know. But if he, peel, if he, if he just takes it down just a little bit, just take it down a couple notches and I'll be right there with you. Just goes a little too far. That's one of them. I don't hate it, but I understand why somebody would. Anybody else? Anybody else seen this movie? Jack doesn't watch movies unless they're Lord of the Rings. Have you not seen this, Coho? No, I, I said I had Martin Lando. That's the he was my ninety-five. Like he was way down there. Oh. I don't. I oh. didn't put this one. <laughs> way down. See how he's way down there. Martin Lando, <laughs> way down at ninety-five. Because he he's Martin Lando's he put, the good performance. I like that. He one. Put, anyway. he pushes you said you like this performance. That's not true. I said I like Martin Lando. That's you that's have said list. to me. Shut up. If we're shut going, up. shut up. Shut up. Cody's talking. Shut up. If you put, you're literally pushing Bowman up farther towards the blade, and you are literally just go screw, like lowering yourself as it's happening. It's, it's not my fault he made a bad list this week. I'm just trying to do what I got to do with. Okay. Um, next one. Okay. My 65. Uh, 66. 66. Oh, my 66. I accidentally closed out of my browser. 
my 66 is uh oh my 66 is Al Pacino in The Godfather 1 and 2. I don't think can he do that cuz I just I, put him down for the first one. I I put him down in 1 and 2. I just he put him down did, the first one. I told uh, as I tell everybody he told on me the to show, defend it. I'll, I'll as I tell everybody on the show to defend it. Where do you have where do you have Godfather? Because here's the thing: if he's picking part two, that's a yikes. So that's what I'm saying. He's picking both, so we're gonna yikes till the end, until yours is up. So yeah, yikes right. for one. Is so right. Kirk doesn't get to give his little comments about it. Yay! I've told I, this to everybody. I, I have part show. two because I have talked talk about this movie eighty times on the show. My take oh, on this is my take on having it together. My take on the show is that if I did the, an episode of musicals and you picked nothing with any singing, then I would step in. Okay. But when the acting performances, if you want to say that one leads into the other and you need both, I'm uh, where I sit is up to your own grab, but the rest of the panel can rip you to shreds for it. So, well, I'll rip you to shreds later for putting two performances on your list. Uh, anyway. Kirk overrated. Inside after Spence's last comment, who said overrated? Are, who do you think? You guys Mark, can I time out Spence because they said Twilight was the best Christmas story performance. You're gonna pu- you're gonna also take Bar out because he said part one is a yikes. Oh, oh. <laughs> bye, Bar. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a yikes. Oh. It's a yikes. Yikes. Oh, he's on this show. He's on the yeah. show. <laughs> Tony told me to do it. I did what he told me to do. Sorry, Mark. You'll be back. In, you'll be back. In, you can take Spence five out. minutes. Mark. Oh my God! I was like, switch, hey, Bar, just switch to your second burner account. You'll be okay. Here's what I don't understand. You guys give pacing Sorry, crap just for being a nice guy and really positive. Yeah. And Spence says things like that, and you all let it slide. Oh no, no, Spence is a moron. Also, look at that. Boom! Oh, oh my finger slipped. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Uh, next one. My 65 is Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. Yikes. Yikes. And my 64 is Donald O'Connor in Singing in the Rain. Yikes. All my good picks, I don't get to talk about this week. Um, I just love that Kirk's here. If, <laughs> good thing you're giving you guys because Kirk's talking about Singing in the Rain is one thing that would make me want to shoot myself. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Jack. All right, my 67 is Adam Driver in Marriage Story. Yikes, yeah. My 66 is Denzel Washington in Philadelphia. It's a good choice, it's close. That was so close. All right, yeah, no, I really like this. Like, I, I the only reason Denzel isn't higher on this list is because I've only seen Philadelphia once. Uh, I love to hear it. There you go, but. He is phenomenal in it. Uh, his uh, anytime it's him and Tom Hanks in the same room, it's just perfect, absolutely perfect. Uh, his perform his whole character arc is one of uh, one of my favorites uh, from th- this guy who actually kind of really hates Tom Hanks uh, at the start of this movie, and then once Tom Hanks comes to him. Uh, asking for his help after seeing nine different lawyers that all turned him down uh, and the friendship that they build from there. It's beautiful to see. And Denzel's performance is just, it, it, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's, it's really heartbreaking. And then 
that final scene between them hits uh, really hard, but it's it's a great performance. Uh, yeah. Uh, no one else had Denzel from Philadelphia? Okay, that's fair. Um, Denzel is doing more with body language in this movie than he is doing with acting, um, basically how he seems like very standoffish to how Tom Hanks kind of reluctant to help him to basically be in his best ally at the end and standing up for him throughout everything. Um, somebody that I respect a lot in this community once compared this to an after school special, I believe, or a PSA um, um, this movie. Um, but uh, no, no, it's it's Kirk Kulikowski. Oh! Um, I think it's overall great. Um, so I'm not going to, like, I don't expect everybody to flood their list with Denzel performances because that's just pandering. Go with what you guys got. Not a bad choice for him. Uh, there's a lot of better ones that I would choose from Denzel overall. Um, uh, and one was uh, from Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, and you put Spencer as the top one. So that's kind of crazy. What? Uh, I'd like to say Denzel is an actor I want to watch a lot more of. I've just seen so few of his movies. Otherwise, yeah. he probably have a couple more on this list. Oh, that's fair. Um, I, I did get to a fight with somebody at, a, uh, at my work because uh, they said Denzel's the same in every performance. I said that last week, but that's a, the, the dumbest take I've ever heard in my life. Um, but uh, everybody else on Denzel in, the, in Philadelphia. I almost said the Philadelphia story. That'd be a different movie. The, the performance of this is good. I think... Think about Denzel, especially later in his career. You really don't get him with like character arcs like this because he like he kind of plays people who already have it kind of all together. So you don't get to see him on this journey too often anymore. And I think he's great. I like I love him just as like kind of like the sleazy lawyer who's like just trying to get his you know his picture and his face out there, and you know just going from like you know his kind of like what he believes in the beginning and learn you know just learning about life through through Tom Hanks's character. Um, it's a really, it's a solid performance. Like I said, it's not it's not top tier Denzel from it's it's still Denzel, so it's still good. Uh yeah, no, I think well, I think the thing is that this is a thankless role for Denzel because this is this is like the Charlie Babbitt role equivalent, right? This is Tom Cruise in Rain Man, in which you are the co-lead of the movie, but your main job as the co-lead is to kind of just be the contrast from the lead your the lead performance is there to be the big show-stopping performance and you're there to kind of just you're a supporting role with lead billing is basically what it is and i i think denzel does have a thankless role in this but with a thankless role he sells it i i genuinely think you put a lesser actor in here and philadelphia does not work as well it's a thankless role but an important one yeah also one of the most confusing supporting actor snubs uh for me he's he's fantastic uh I think they probably didn't know whether they're putting him in lead or supporting that that's um but never I'll, I'll, I'll also say i think denzel's great in philadelphia he was one i considered for the list he just barely missed the cut that's fair uh, my 65 is Viggo Mortensen in A History of Violence. Viggo Mortensen is actually kind of un really underrated uh, as an actor because he's got lots of uh, lots of performances uh, where he 
where he stands head and shoulders above most other people uh, in 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 the film, and he doesn't really get much credit for it. Uh, and this is one of those movies because he's fucking incredible in this. Uh, his uh, his performance as uh, oh shit, Tom Tom, Tom Stall. I'm I'm dumb and tired. As Tom Stall is just so it, it, it it's ah. Uh, it's really great. Uh, he, uh, whenever he's uh, with with his uh, with his wife, it's great. But the scene where he's best is uh, the scene in the diner between him and the two uh, robbers or the two gunmen. Uh, and when he when he fi finally, for the first time in years, uh, loses it, uh, you're 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 just as afraid uh, as he is. And when and then when uh, when Ed Harris shows up at his house, uh, it just keeps getting more and more stressful uh, for him and for you. And it's just so great. Uh, his, I'm not speaking well today, but whatever. Uh, he's great in this. And uh, as much as I do love, uh, I think William Hurt is the Hurt that's in this. Uh, uh, as much as I do love William Hurt in this, Viggo Mortensen really should have gotten Oscar nom for this if Hurt did, because he's incredible. Um, I'm confused. Um, I think Viggo's fine in this movie. I think the movie's very short, so it doesn't like stay too long, and all the things are kind of rushed and put together. And I think he does it well as like the antagonist. I think Ed Harris is actually really good in this film. Like, I think Ed Harris like shows this intimidating sign that's kind of really creepy. It's always Ed Harris. Um, but uh, and William Hurt is one of the weirdest like like Oscar nominees like ever. I don't. I still am still don't understand that. Like, I've watched it. I don't get it. Um, I think Vigo's fine, but I don't. You say he's like underrated and stuff. I don't. I don't know if I've ever been like the biggest Vigo fan. I think he's fine in what he does, but I never put him in, like the top echelon of the like actor. I think he's in the BC range for me always. Um, he's a good side piece. Um, that's always the thing. Um, everybody else on uh, Vigo Mortensen in uh, history. Um, Vigo's fine. Um. I, I think like I don't I think to say he deserved a best, to say he deserved a best actor nomination that year is also a little nuts. Like, I, I think I think William Hurt's nomination is just weird, but also no one nominated supporting actor not named Paul Giamatti deserved their Oscar nomination in two thousand five. So like it's kind of nuts. Um, but yeah, I think that Vigo does a decent job at being Tom Stahl and like this like sort of torture. He's just kind of fine. I like like Cody said. I think Ed Harris is the best part of this movie. Um, not not the like not the DC alternative pick that you could have made that I would have completely supported. Yeah, I I think that Mortensen is like the third best performance in this movie. I think Hurt's better, and I think Harris is better. Um, he's good, but I think Mortensen's whole thing in this movie is kind of being just emotionally stalled. Like this is a character that doesn't really show much emotions. That's kind of the point. But I don't think that really leads to a great acting performance. Um, I think he's goodness. I actually think he's better at Easter Promises. If I was going to pick a creative performance of his, I'd, I'd go with that. 
maybe yeah. you have a list, I don't know. But um, yeah, I think his the what he does the best is like in the first half of the movie when you're not exactly sure what's going on, who he is. Um, just the way that he uh kind of like you, you could tell he's so desperate. I mean, you know how things are gonna turn out because it's a movie, but you know, just the, you could tell how desperate he is, even though he really doesn't know how to do it right, how desperate he is to hold on to this life he's he's built for himself. Um I think that's the best. And he, I mean, he's good when he, when he when he turns, you know, at, at the you know the third act, solid too. But I just love watch him, you know, struggling so hard to be a family man, and um, hold on to that. Still, one of the most uncomfortable movie scenes I've seen in a really long time is in this yeah. movie. Um, also, uh, I wouldn't say that William Hurt is bad in this movie. Yeah. I just think he doesn't. He got praise from it that he didn't deserve. I think the name got him what he got. Because he's getting up there in age, but um, anyways, uh, every, uh, what's your next one, Jack? All right, my next one. It's the first time he's showing up on this list. It's Hugh Jackman in The Prestige. I love The Prestige, and a lot of that is because of Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. But me being me, I tend to lean towards Hugh Jackman's performance in this. I think uh. His performance from when uh, I think the stretch between uh, the funeral when he uh, uh, his wife's funeral and when he shows up to Christian Bale's trick uh, and shoot uh, and messes with the messes with the trick. Uh, I think that's some of his best acting that I've seen. Uh, it, it's heartbreaking and his uh, and it turns from revenge to just obsession and hit and Hugh Jackman is someone that is really really good at at, uh, at that so um yeah no I think he's fantastic in this uh in this film and one of his best performances definitely Jack I need you to calm down for me one second I need you to sit there and I need you to hear what I'm gonna say and I need you to not react in such a in a violent manner. Hugh Jackman being cast of Wolverine in my opinion ruined any great shot of him being a over the top great great actor. <coughs> I think in every emotion scene that he plays out, Logan is there. Logan is there when he gets mad, when he yells, when he screams, when he does everything. It is all centered around that. I I bet he's not complaining because his bank account has to be very nice and very full. But at that point, uh, The Prestige is one of those movies I recently watched for the very first time. It is this community's Nolan pick. A lot of people love this movie. I don't love it to the same level. One, because I helped run movie Warzone, and I heard 14 times of like what happens with all the tricks and tr in the prestige so I know everything before I saw it I think it's a fine movie I think he's doing fine work in this movie but I do it's not Nolan's best film that's an insanity take um the Inception Batman Begins Dark Knight uh better films uh but I just don't put Jackman as much as I like him. He's not that top echelon actor. Um, this one, not bad, but you're saying it's the first time, so I know more will come from him. Can't wait. Everybody else on Hugh Jackman in the prestige. 
I I'll give I'll, I'll give Jack a little bit of like credit that I think this is a good performance. I enjoy it. Um, he's my favorite part of the Prestige, but it's not like a big difference between him and Bale. I think they're both really good. Um, this is not obviously Hugh Jackman's best performance in my opinion, but of course I'm sure you're gonna have more. So, uh, but I think this is a decent pick. I like I like the Prestige a lot. And I like him in the Prestige a lot, so I, I get it. Yeah, I. I really like this performance, actually, but I think this is a performance that works best with Christian Bale because I think you need that contrast, right, of Jackman is being the showman, right? He's the, you know, very, the not technical magician who is the, the showman. He's the better stage magician, whereas Bale is the more intellectual more technical magician, and I don't think either performance works as well on their own. Did you guys let Jack switch up his list this week because I was going to be here? No. Because I was looking forward to, and I don't know what his top three looks like, but I was really looking forward to tearing into Jack this week. And he really hasn't given me anything so far to really attack him for. Um, I agree with you, Cody. I don't necessarily think Jack was a, a top tier echelon actor. I think it's a little unfair to do the Logan thing because we've seen him play that character 10 times. So if you play a character 10 times, you're probably going to put everything you got into that at some point. So you're going to, anything else you play, we're probably going to see that character somewhere. Uh, that said, I do like this performance. Uh, this is back when actors and characters still mattered in Nolan films. And I think he's really, really good in it. I think he's, I think, I think Bell's good too, but I think just his, you know, with the obsession and just the drive that he has, um, is really fun to watch. No, and back to the Logan thing, I, you're 100% correct. It's not fair to do that, but that's what's happened. And like that's what I see every time. It's any time Robert Downey Jr. is going to pop on the screen and be snarky, it's going to be iron. Like, I've seen this performance before. Like, that's the thing. Now, he, you know, yeah, he's saying live, he, he yeah, live on at one time. You know, that was awful. And I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's huge. Uh, probably probably um, gonna get another Tony nomination for singing and dancing again. So you um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Jack, what's your? Oh, we're on the third. Oh, yeah, sixty-three. Oh. Do you have something to say, Jack? The singing live. Uh, it, it made it close. It made it close. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, why would you shoot yourself like that, Jack? You would, Kirk, I have to give Kirk something. You would have been shot oh, dead on sight. Like I would have, you would have been killed. <laughs> wow, you just willingly offered up that you love the 2012 latest movie. You just did that. You went. Uh, uh, you, you, you say that like I haven't said that before. The only reason he does is because Jackman's in there. If you take Jackman out of the cast, he does not like that movie as much. You went full Amy Schumer. You liked Russell Crowe in that movie, just to be clear. No, 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 no. no I never said that. I never said yeah, that. Did. Sixty-three coho. My 63 is Anthony Perkins in Psycho. Um, I believe I, that is a Cool. Oh, I can you confirm it for me real quick? Week. Yes, that is a yikes. Okay. Uh, you you know, yikes. Watch it this week. I just want to make sure. I just, I just want to make sure that's right. Yeah, okay. I could have waited. Dang it. Okay. I is that officially yikes? Mm -hmm. Yes, yikes. Okay. All right. My 63 then is Jonathan Price in Brazil. Um, I really like Brazil. I'm not the the biggest Terry Gilliam fan, but I like this movie. Uh, I like just the setting of this movie, the fact that it's about, you know, this dystopian future where the villain isn't one evil person or one evil idea. It's just this faceless bureaucracy that at its core has benevolent motivations. 
but it just is just so overwhelmingly inhuman uh, that you can't. There's no good can come of it. And I, I think jo- Jonathan Price is such a good uh, foil to that. Uh, just as he's like, you know, that bureaucracy is all he knows, all he knows. But as he's coming into like his own humanity and discovering what the world could be and facing that, I think he's uh, he's really solved. I have been told by numerous people to, oh, that yeah. I would not like Brazil. Um, I stayed away from it. I knew Barr wasn't going to be here. I knew that I didn't have to subject myself to watching it, so I gave myself a pass on it. I watched one of them that I didn't see. I don't know why I get hate. Like I just knew it was going to be a bad time. I think Bubba, what he wanted me to do is watch it, then rip into Barr and say it's a god-awful voice and blah, yes. blah. Sorry, didn't happen today. Um, uh, yeah, well, honestly, Cody, but, I would say if you watched it, you'd hate the movie. You'd like, you probably like this performance though. Okay, I'll check it out. Uh, maybe never. Um, uh, now that's overrated. Yeah, Bar does like that. I don't know why. Everybody, how, who else has seen Brazil besides Bowman? No, I, I have. Oh, you both have. Go ahead, talk about. It. Um, I I kind of I like the movie Brazil as a whole. I like the idea of it. Um, Jonathan Price is not the uh, not the standout or really the performance. That I think is really great. I think he's fine. Um, but then again, Jonathan Price is not a very showy, flashy actor. This is probably the flashiest performance he has. Um, I'm gonna piss off Bar in the chat real quick. I like him more as Governor Swan in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies than I do in this movie. Um, to be totally personally honest, uh, and in the two popes, I like him better, but um, yeah, he just because he gets to do stuff in that movie, he doesn't do anything. That's the thing I don't really like about Brazil is the main character doesn't do anything, he's a passive observer to a world of better performances and characters. So you kind of pick the most vanilla piece of the movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. With, cause I, I do like Price's performance in this because I think Price is just kind of... he. I'll be honest, I feel like I like Price's oh, performance for the same reason why I like Johnny Depp and Ed Wood. It's just kind of a very, like, weird little guy performance. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think... I think Cody should give this less points because of that um but no this is this is a this is a i i do think the film outshines the performance to such a degree yeah all right bowman you're 63 okay uh my 63 is christopher walken in the deer hunter that is silly eggs okay for bar my 62 oh no, that, that, how does the show work? Yeah. What the, what the fuck are you doing? Shut the fuck up. Jack <laughs> Who beat Hugh Jackman? Uh, no, it's oh, not actually. I know. It's... Who beat him, though? That's the question. Oh, we'll uh, Henry Fonda in 12 Angry Men. Bowman? Oh, my God. Bowman doesn't have it. What? Why oh, would he? I, no, I'm just interested. I, I, don't, I don't have it. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Wrong choice. Go ahead, talk about it. I'm just—you better have somebody else on the list from this movie if you don't. Stay tuned and find out, I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. Henry Fonda is great in this movie. Uh, I think he. Oh yeah, no. He's he's really uh, great. Yeah. Henry Fonda is really great in this movie. Uh, he's just the perfect, uh, he's the perfect voice of reason uh, in this in this 
room the whole time and uh the way uh the way he just take looks at every little piece of evidence that they were shown in the trial is like let's look at this it's, it's just uh, uh his performance is just so uh so much fun to watch especially when he's uh going head to head with Lee J Cobb uh it's so it's so great um but if i could i i i limited myself to performances uh to pick from this movie because otherwise i'd probably have a whole a, a lot more of them but uh henry fonda's uh definitely one of my favorite performances in the film absolutely and the the scene with um where they recreate the uh the old man uh getting out of bed to see uh to see the kid running down the stairs uh that scene's great uh yeah no great great movie and great performance um so i don't think this is a controversial take on it um i think henry fonda's good in the role i think he's good but i think i could have cast anybody in that time frame to do the same role and do that the mass the thing is he's not the compelling character on the screen He's the one that stands up for the right of him, but he's got to be able to convince all the people with the major character actors working. I think he'd be like my fourth or maybe fifth of the cast that I actually like really, really enjoy. Um, again, there's other characters that are just there. I won't save them, but like if Bowman, if Bowman had Henry Fonda on here, I would be a little taken back because of how much he loves that movie. I The thing is, you don't love... You don't love Twelve Angry Men because of Henry Fonda. Like, if you do, then, then I'm good for you. But like, you must have fallen asleep in the third act of the movie at some point because that's just my take on it. Um, good performance. I'm glad you know he is better than Hugh Jackman. So you know, I'll end the prestige. So well done in that. Um, uh, everybody else on Henry Fonda and Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, he's great. Um, not the performance that I would pick or potentially did pick from 12 Angry Men. Uh, but I do think he's, I think I, I love a lot of things he does. Like I love the investigation of like explaining, explaining the knife and like leading people through how he couldn't do it. And I think he's a great driving force, uh, like a great catalyst character. Um, and he does a great job with that. Yeah. I think um, it's hard. This movie's tough because if you could easily put 10 rules from this on your, on your top 100. If I made a top 100 myself, I don't know if I'd put anybody on just because it'd be so hard to pick. And if you want to go with Fonda, I honestly have no problem with it because A, he's kind of the straw, uh, straw that stirs the drink. You know, he's the catalyst for everything. He's what makes makes the, 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 the story go. And but at the same time, it's he's it, like uh, what Boatman said about Denzel Philadelphia. said, very thankless job. You know, he has to be kind of a, a blank slate, everyman character, and he's in a room full of character actors playing very specific characters. So they kind of outshine him, but he still does a great work. Um, and I'm not going to say this is a, is a terrible pick. Uh, but Jack, seriously, your next one better be like Rosie Cotton from Lord of the Rings or something, because I'm sick of saying <laughs> nice things about you. <laughs> Fonda, Fonda is great in this movie. I want to preface this up front. He is great in this movie. When I made this list, I ranked, I just to do it, I ranked all 12 performances in this movie. 
And Fonda was number five for me, teetering on number six. Like that, that should give you perspective of like, I think this is the greatest ensemble of all time. And it was hard to really, but I think it being such an ensemble movie, it is very difficult to even pinpoint. It's very difficult up to pinpoint two performances. There's one you can pinpoint, but yeah. Uh, my 62, we're going to go back to 2005. We're going to actually talk about an actor winner for 2005. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Capote. Um, Capote is a movie that would be completely middling and whatever if it didn't have Hoffman in it. But what Hoffman is able to do with the character of Truman Capote, I think, is really special. Um, I think he takes someone that in the public eye is super braggadocious and big uh, personality-wise and just like someone that I think was so well-known in the Hollywood sphere, yikes. not necessarily to the general public. Oh, Bar saying okay. yikes. Sorry, I didn't see that. My bad. Then that's the yikes. Bro. Shame on you. I don't um, have his list yes. right in front of me. You should. You have the doc with all four of them combined all in there, and all you do is can, uh, command F, and you'll My find bad. My bad. Sorry, Bar. Just command F things. Okay. Yeah, let's be uh, moving. Lord have mercy. Um, uh, far. So. Kirk, you're 62. What? Yikes. Yikes. Oh, that's why he's like, I'm not even going to talk. Like, we'll move on. Uh, I love that Barb. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, that that's nice payback to Barb after my bullshit. Sorry, Bar. I, I do feel bad that I didn't realize you liked that. My 62 is Catherine Hepburn in The Lion in Winter. He saved you, by the way. For you having Capote this low for that high, that's rough. That's so fair. That's fair. Yeah, uh, Catherine Hepburn in this movie, I just think is phenomenal. In the, the way she is... Like, this is a character who is on her back legs for, like, most of this movie. Like, she's backed up against the wall in the back. She's literally, like, coming out of prison, basically, essentially, even though she's technically a queen. Um, and But despite that, she is still, like, manipulating and maneuvering and putting all the pieces into place and adjusting and the way in which she, like, gets her hooks on Hopkins to try to kind of manipulate Hopkins into taking this position and then kind of adjusts and plays everyone against each other. It's just, it's such a neat performance to see. I highly recommend this. Uh, also for Peter O'Toole's performance, which for the record, Peter, Peter O'Toole is my 101 because he's also great in this. I'm a little pissed off with you, to be honest with you, because you did take Peter O'Toole off your list and you put him in a one-on-one because I think he's effing incredible in this movie. Um, there are parts that I think he's better than Hepburn. Like, and, like, man, old Hepburn is just a whole different vibe. She is so good in this movie. The fact I gave it four stars, and I think that was too low when I first originally gave it to it, because I've I've thought about this movie ever since I watched it. I had so much fun with it. 
Um, like there's a part where she like looks at Peter O'Toole and goes, I, I could skin you like a pear and I would be just to do it. And I'm just like, go on girl. Um, and like Peter O'Toole, like, I think this is a hard one to separate them because they're so crucial to both of them. But like this movie has Anthony Hopkins, young Anthony Hopkins, and then uh, Peter O'Toole and Catherine Hepburn. And they're all, there is one character in there. I will say I want, I haven't talked about both. There's one character that is one of the most annoying characters in film history. I don't think I've ever been more annoyed by that character. And I think that's why he may be a little low. Um, but he, um, I think he's John in the movie. John, I think his name is John. Um, is he the brother who doesn't really have either? Of them? Yeah, he's all like, he's all, he's, he's the, the Palpatine looking one. The Palpatine yes. looking one. Yeah. yeah. I, I get it. I like the function of oh, the character. So here. awkward. But, anyways. Um, her going back and forth to try to figure it and like like it has so many twists and turns in this movie like where it's going to leave out and where it goes I recommend this movie for anybody it's a little long but if you have time it's an acting performances and I've said this before and I'll say it again uh, Peter O'Toole is the reason why the Oscars don't matter at all don't matter at all the man does not have an Oscar and he's one he's literally one of the greatest actors that worked in the past and couldn't win one and we have Rami Malek with an Oscar the same, um, uh, and Rex Harrison. What's that? Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, Rex else in this movie? beat Peter O'Toole in a year, not for this. Nope. Yep, I have you, not. You remember seen who this Peter movie. O'Toole lost to Cody? Uh, Peter in this year? Yeah, he no. lost to Cliff Robertson. No, he lost to Cliff. We talked about this in Charlie. Yes. Oh, also a terrible performance. Uh, okay, everybody else. Anybody else seen this movie? Uh, I have not. It's been on my watch list for a while. Your mic is really quiet, Kirk. I don't know what's going on. I haven't seen this movie, but now I really want to. Isn't this the one where Catherine Hepburn like tied for the Oscar? With Barbara Streisand, right? Yeah. She is leagues ahead of Streisand. Good to know. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't seen this one. It's one I want to get to. But again, like with Giamatti, if it was a movie with Catherine Hepburn reading the phone book, you told me it was a top one of your performance. I'd say, yeah, that that checks out. She's so good, especially she when she's up in age. Oh. Hey, Anderson. <laughs> yeah, that would work. <laughs> uh, and I will also, I will also say that um, Audrey. Catherine—it's not even a contest. Audrey is overrated. I will stand by that. Um, sorry, guys. Sorry. Use it as strength, though you want. It's, she's overrated. She's I think I, th- I definitely think Catherine Shepard, but uh, is better. But it's, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Roman Holiday is a rough performance to win an Oscar. Well, I just wanted to see if Barr would be pissed in the chat. I don't actually believe that. No. I want to be very clear. I I, I want to be very clear that it's not a real take. I just I wanted to see Barr in the chat. But I think she's. I think she's completely. I just want. That is exactly why I said it. Is I wanted this comment. I hey, don't Barr, actually believe. You ever see from here to eternity? Hepburn didn't deserve to win actress that year. See, that's Boatman's actual take. Then. So. That's actually not my actual take. I do okay. think Hepburn deserved to win, but I wanted to take him off. <laughs> okay. Um. Who's up next? Uh, Jack. Yeah. Uh. Kirk, you finally get to yell at me, probably. Uh, it's Chris Evans and Snowpiercer. 
Yeah. Is I the think train that, on your list higher? Pardon? Is the train on your list higher? Okay. Go ahead sure. and talk about it. Okay. Chris Evans and Snowpiercer is legitimately great. Like uh the uh he is this person who's put in this position to to lead but doesn't want it and uh he just wants uh oh shoot uh he's just he's great in this the 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 monologue that he has at the end with song kang ho's character heartbreaking one of my all-time uh favorite uh monologues uh it is that 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 one there at the end of the film where, where he's smoking the cigarette, talking to Song Kang-ho's character. It's beautiful and heartbreaking and it's brilliant. But his performance throughout the film where you see the pro uh, progression from the person that doesn't want to lead to finally uh, never really embracing it, but just trying to, trying to do the best that he can is just so, so beautiful. Uh, and then his uh but the scene between him and ed harris it's always ed harris is great as well so this this is a uh, performance that is going to get shit on probably but it's actually really good try and watch this movie again because it's incredible and it's a lot of it is because of chris evans's performance they're this confusing that's confusing I don't think he's not the reason Snowpiercer works. He's the catalyst. You could put any like person in that role and do it's fine. I think I hate her performance in this movie, but like I know why people like it. But like Tilda Swinton in this role is like doing a lot. Um, and Harris is doing a lot. Uh, the train itself. I think the train is the main thing. Like you could have put like a bunch of no actors in this movie, but the the, the concept of Snowpiercer just would work. I don't know if I'm uh, if I'm incorrect on that for anybody else's perspective, but my take is it's the environment that they're in that makes the movie go, and that's why like I don't see I don't see especially if you put Henry Fonda towards your room that you put some that's that's not nutty, um yeah but yep um everybody else. I, uh, I wouldn't okay. put this on like a 100 at the same time. I do think he has one really good monologue and that's the, I know what people taste like monologue. I do think that's really good. Other than that, he's Chris Evans. He doesn't do much. I, um, I think that's on the, I also think that monologue's on the strength of the writing from Bong Joon-ho and his direction. I think Bong Joon-ho is the reason why Snowpiercer is great. I don't think it's on Chris Evans whatsoever. I think he's like completely milk toast through this entire movie until that monologue where he gives like one good delivery of the monologue. But other than that, I, I think he's like fine. Um, I would never, I he wouldn't sniff my top 100. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a, a bad performance, but I, I, exactly what co-host said. I think there's writing and direction, a lot of things going into this uh, to make his character work and the rest of the movie work, like Cody said. I think there's other, you know, strong performance. There's strong supporting performances around him as well. They're elevating him, I think. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I, I just, yeah, it wouldn't be a top 100 pick at all for me. Okay. 
uh, let's round out the final uh, final four. Um, cool. Uh, my sixty-one was the X from earlier, Sonald O'Connor and Singing in the Rain. Um, I think. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I. That's why I was grimacing. No. I grimaced so hard because Kirk goes, "Damn it!" You were like, "Oh man, Kirk, Kirk doesn't get to talk about it." I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> he does." My sixty-one. Um, I think this movie's amazing. Um, I love it through and through. I think Donald O'Connor is the best part of it. I think, but this is like four great performances that like front this whole cast. But Donald O'Connor is my favorite. Make Him Laugh is one of my favorite musical numbers in film. And that's on Donald O'Connor's just willingness to do absolute slapstick punishment to himself for the, for the number. Di- like he dives through walls. He like run, he walks into doors uh, he like literally lets himself get decked by a giant plank of wood that's being carried. He does a lot. Donald O'Connor is great in that scene, but he's also just as a performer is so charming and funny. And is the definition of like the perfect best friend in a musical where he's like always there for Gene Kelly, keeps Gene Kelly grounded uh, throughout it um, down to like when Debbie Reynolds reappears on the movie set and he's like, Oh, she's here. And he's like, well, what are you doing? Go talk to her. What you, you idiot. Like go go now uh and helps talk to the studio head about getting her to stay to work so he can still keep talking to her i think he's just terrific uh, also a very good very good singer uh in donald connor so Both. oh yeah i had this lower um i i was waiting for cody to go uh my yeah this was my 64 i think that I mean, Coho said so much of it, but the physicality of Donald O'Connor in this is just, it's exhausting to watch this. Because, like, he is so just, it, it looked like he did put himself in the hospital and watching it. Yeah, that makes sense. He's, like, he he's exerting himself so much in this movie to make him laugh scene. Like, and you look at Moses supposes like he is just head over heels, just amazing. Just the, the physicality, the comedic timing. He's just so much fun in this. I love this performance. And the stuff, the stuff he can do with his face too. Oh, like original Jim Carrey with some of that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Overall, fantastic performance. Physical actor, basically. Um, physical comedy is kind of a dead art nowadays because, you know, now it's just used for heavier people when they fall down and make people giggle. Um, but now it's like, that was the original, like, the make them laugh, the slapstick stuff that he goes through in that entire scene, great overall. Uh, anybody that doesn't like seeing the rain doesn't put a smile on your face and find joy and happiness. Well, you never had joy and happiness to be good with. Um, everybody else on this performance. I'll make it quick. I haven't seen it. Any of you guys ever been to the circus? <laughs> You're such a clown! You're such a clown! Because I've been to the circus. In the circus, they have these things called clowns. And they run around and they fall over and they have all kinds of these silly slapstick things they do. They trade. They work hard to do it. They, they have cloud colleges. They study this stuff. But I go and I sit at the, clo- at the, at the circus and I watch them do it. And I'm really not entertained or amused because just at the end of the day, just a bunch of people falling over. And that's all Donald O'Connor is in this movie. He's like, oh, he put himself in the hospital. Well, that was dumb. He shouldn't have done that. 
and it's just him just stumbling around, and it's 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 a clown performance. And I just I I think I'm on record saying how overrated this movie is in general. I am shocked when people talk about how good he is in this because he's literally just a clown. Yeah, yeah and I mean it just just I mean if I can go fall down and go fall on my steps right now, you're gonna give me an Oscar for it. I don't understand why that's equated with good performance. It's just willing to trip around and stumble and kind of make an ass out of yourself. Yeah, I but, totally agree. Like any like right, like and people like sit there and watch the Marx brothers and like oh, hold sure, those in high no regards comparison. too. There was no comparison. You're right. Groucho Marx is on the camera to Donald O'Connor. Oh my god. Harper Marx <laughs> couldn't hold his jock strap. Oh, are you kidding Marx me? Wishes he the was fact you say like Don O'Connor and the Harper Marx are the same Sentence is ridiculous. Harpo Marx. You're right. Is Harpo Marx sucks? No. Harpo Marx starts right. to fall I'm down. Harpo Marx. Harpo Marx. Harpo Marx does like all kinds of comedy. There's like actual like smart, intelligent things Except going talk. on. It's not just hey, watch me fall down and hit myself in the face with something. Wow. It's so that's 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 such a garbage Kirk, argument. Kirk, you ready? You ready, Kirk? Argument. Kirk, you ready? I haven't yeah. seen any Marx Brothers movies. Okay. Just keep it that way. <laughs> All right, uh, my 61 is Andy Griffith in Face of the Crowd. Yikes. Crap, I want to talk about that. Sorry, bring you back for another episode. I might make you just do a double host at one point. Oh, no. For the, for the top 10. For the top 10. I forgot this was this week. What's wrong, buddy? Can I go home? Yeah, after you talk about your 61. My 61 is Tom Cruise in Magnolia. <laughs> hey, everybody. Save yourself. You're in good shape. You may not lose this week. Oh, the new girls are back. Oh, but the bell locked. Okay. I think that this performance is really good. I think that what Cruz is doing here of playing just an absolute, like, you can tell this is a character who used to be, like, just this kind of wimpy, like, just nobody who just becomes this, like, awful monster and just has this facade of just being this, like, just total douche. Um... And it's just, like, when you see him do his speech towards the beginning of the movie, it's just so, like, callous and gross and just an absolute disgusting character. And then as that facade just slowly melts away and you realize this is just an incredibly broken person and you you look at that scene with him and his dad towards the end where he's just like, don't you die on me. Don't you die on me. Phenomenal, phenomenal performance. Love this performance. If you don't like the movie, fair. I enjoy this performance. Um, it's a bad performance, bud. Um, overall, I think it's a bad performance. He tried to save it with one scene. That's what we call like a redemption arc. Scott, at that point, I don't really lean to it. Um. I'm too busy watching the frogs fall. Um, oh, this movie's garbage. I've already said that before, and I don't think his performance is good. When he was nominated, I kind of laughed. Didn't he get nominated the same year as Joaquin Phoenix? 
No, he got no, nominated no, the same year as Michael Clark Duncan. I think. Michael Clark Duncan. Oh yeah, he didn't steal the Oscar from at least. No, 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 no. Both lost. That's a, I know that's another. That's a that's a British man. Um, that. But um, yeah, what a sixty-one. Catherine Hepburn is rolling over in a rig right now. How dare you put this performance higher than The Lion in Winter? Um, everybody else haven't seen it. Don't. Movie sucks. What about the performance? Uh, he's fine, I guess. Like, there's not, there's nothing for me to really latch on. Like, if you're gonna pick one, I guess he's the flashiest. But like, I don't like anything about this movie. Frogs falling from the sky is fucking where I draw the line. Yeah, I take back what I said about Donald O'Connor because compared to this performance, that one is completely rated, not overrated at all. Um. I, I don't like this movie. Um, I don't think... I'll say this. I'll be nice. Tom Cruise is much more of a movie star than he is an actor. That's true. And, and we, we, we get in this performance is Tom Cruise variation number four of kind of like jackass, jerk, slimeball Tom Cruise. And then he ugly cries at the end. And then we're supposed to be like super impressed. Um, I, 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 th- he's not the worst performance in this movie by far because Julianne Moore exists. Um, but he's, he's not already dead. He's not doing anything like that. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Um, yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah, I think he's done better. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's doing anything special here at all. Okay. Um, uh, all right, Jack, send us home. All right. My 61 is, I'm, I'm pronouncing her name right, Lubna Azabal for Insandi. I apologize for butchering her name. I know I did. But she's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. She's fantastic in this. I'm sorry. But from the moment you meet her, uh, when uh, first time we flash back to when she's uh, – basically has to uh, uh, abandon her child uh, and leave her uh, leave her uh, home village uh, you're you're in on this character's journey and then it just she goes through hell throughout this film and from when she's in the prison and uh, uh, when she's in the prison in the film and uh, when she uh, that whole, subplot is incredible and it's uh and it's she's yeah no she's great in this film uh the best scene that uh her best best scene in this film is the bus uh there's there's a part i don't want to say too much about this movie because if uh, you say too much about it kind of ruins it but uh this there's a scene on a bus that is the most tense I have been watching a uh, film that uh, in the recent memory for me. Uh, she's that that scene itself is great, but her performance in it is just perfect. And the and then when you get to the end, it it just it's absolutely devastating. I don't want to say too much about this film because this is a very uh, the less you know, the better. But please, 
please, if you haven't seen this film, watch it. It's not an easy watch, but her performance makes it worth it. It's incredible. Um, I did not get a chance to see this movie this week. Um, I know. <laughs> it might have saved you a little bit. I just didn't get a chance to. Work got busy. Um, life happens. I thought I had enough time. I did not have enough time. Um, so... You, you, get you get a pass. You get a pass. I haven't. I haven't seen it. Anybody else? I've seen it. It's been a while. Um, I don't honestly remember much of her performance, um, but I have to go back and rewatch it. That's probably on me. Fair. I've not seen. It. Okay, so winner for this week, Coho. Yeah. I mean, Coho overall just had. And the stuff that I had some problems with, didn't get to talk about it. So, save her. Uh, next, Kirk slash bar. Um, yeah, um, China Syndrome, only one that will propel it high enough. Um, I actually liked Love with the Proper Stranger. Um, all the Princess Man was a weird choice, but he also had Dustin Hoffman the hook, so uh, great choice. Um, third place is uh, Jack Pinchuk. Yes! Uh, Jack wow. wins. Um, I don't agree with Snowpiercer. I don't understand it, but Henry Fonda. I like to use their performances I can kind of get, like, understand to the best part. Yeah, Leo, so I give you some credit there. Um, yeah, and last place is Bowman. Uh, Bowman with Magnolia, pretty high. Um, over a movie I just saw that I really enjoyed, which I think Keaton's through is better. Johnny Depp and Wood, I just think there was just no overcoming that. Yeah. Um, I think that was just, and we're all ten of The three just straight bullets to the chest. I'm glad he got him out here instead of higher because I could have tanked his entire list. So he's playing smart strategy with how he builds his list overall. So, um, yeah. Um, so Coho wins for two in a row, so it's two versus two. Uh, Kirk, I think you helped Bar finish higher than he's finished before. Uh, this is so, true. <laughs> well done. And even with that, oh, maybe I should drop you actually with your stupid, uh, uh, your take on uh, Singing in the Rain. But I also, had the, um, I also had the Magnolia take, so they should cancel each other. That oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, next week we'll be back. Bar will be back on the seat. Um. If Kirk is free at any point this week, we may bring him back to double host. It would be kind of interesting to see how it works on this. But overall, have you enjoyed having you, Kirk? Thank you so much. Thanks for having um, Everybody else, we'll see you next week. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Your guilt has been determined. This is merely a sentencing hearing. Now, what will it be? Death or exile? You better lawyer up, asshole, because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. So, Normally, I would say Alfida Zane, but since what Alfida Zane actually means is till I see you again, and since I never wish to see you again, to you, sir, I say good. <laughs>